November 4th, can't say no, November 4th, 2022, well if you know, if you say no, you know what's going to happen, your personal trainer will show up and threaten to institutionalize you and drug you up until you don't know what your name is, what am I talking about, you'll see, I thought it was going to be a night for some, a light array of headlines, some jokes, Matt is here, we're going to be hanging out, and then all of a sudden, I, I just said, I, I have to do some more of the stuff that's coming out with the, the Kanye West stuff on Twitter, exposing that sunken place in big ways. David Icke has achieved terrorist status, did you hear this? You hear that, Matt? Yes, this is what, according to his child. Apparently he's been banned, from what I've been reading, from entering the EU for two years... Because he is like a level three terrorist, or I don't even know what the hell it means. So there's that, but the uh, the Kanye West stuff, another deep dive of a night on Twitter. Well, you didn't have to be on Twitter to see it. People are breaking it down all over the place. If you're browsing the Chans, or if you were on uh, the GLP, or Truth, or whatever the hell it was, there it was, staring you in the face. So... We'll do that, whatever pops up along the way. Second half, I promise you coffee talk, and coffee talk you will receive. Christian from Nordic Coffee Company, riseandgrind.us, is coming on to talk about this ditty right here, the Quite Frankly Daily Roast. It's all done. It's a uh, a medium. I can't wait to talk uh, to him about it, because I want to I talk about light, medium, dark, I want to talk about espresso. I want to talk about this coffee that comes out of the, the ass, the asshole of, a, of an animal. Yes, yes, some Amazonian creature. I just learned about it today, Matt. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. appalled. Yeah, but yours is made from the finest of, uh, of Arabica beans, yeah. whatever the fuck. <laughs> you know, we'll see. Well, because, because I, I know it's there's some Guatemalan, Brazilian. I don't know what full. I want him to to explain what full city means again. Full city roast. Oh, it just means. It's grown in the city. Well, the good thing uh, about this is that for the for the the Christmas blend, uh, I what I'm going to start doing is I'm going to eat the beans and shit it out, and then so it's going to be very special to and you. you can, Would you ever shit shit coffee out for people out there in the audience? That's nasty. Who the hell even thought of doing that? Why would they do that? The um the pygmy people over there. You can't trust the pygmies. It's I actually had to pick up a National Geographic article about it because I could not believe what people were telling me in the Discord this morning. Would you drink it? No. No, I wouldn't. Would you eat haggis? What's that? It sounds familiar. It's like some Scottish dish. It's like, I think, all the parts of some animal that like you don't want to eat. I would try it. I would definitely try it. What is that, like head cheese? N- Head cheese. You ever have head cheese before? I've heard of it. Hold on, let me Never see. Never had it. I'm head cheese. Let me let me pick it up here. Sounds like what's inside of Joe Biden's brain. Head cheese. Ugh. Ugh. There it is. Oh. Hold oh, on. Hold okay. on a second. Wait. Wait a second. Got it. Yeah. Oh, I used wait. to work in a deli, bro, and I'm like head cheese. Yeah, that shit. No one ever. I'm trying to. 
I'm trying to open this up somewhere else. That and what, what the hell was the other? It's like uh, it, it's all the disc. It's like discards from all different types of meat. Yeah, but it's yeah, it's, it's a gelatin. It's pasted together in a yeah. gelatin. Yeah, I remember Kyle. Kyle was working at a, at the uh, the deli at like I don't know Food Emporium years and years ago when we were all in high school. So we went by there when we knew he was on when he was on shift. So we went there. He said, "Hey, you want to try something?" And he sliced us off a piece of head cheese. Gave it. I said, "What is this?" Because it's head cheese. So I looked at it and it just looked odd. I took one bite of it, dude. I was spitting gelatin out, little bits of gelatin that was getting stuck in my teeth yeah, for an hour. I don't know how. I just trying to imagine the people who actually piled that high between bread and mayonnaise. I only remember slicing that like one time. I worked in a deli for like three years. One person. I can only remember one time slicing. I'm like, this is fucking disgusting. Yeah, man. I don't know why why this happens. But uh, yeah, but there's a lot of things that people eat. Apparently, I was on Instagram last night, and uh, I, I was going through some shorts. That I was just going through a whole thing of shorts, and there was this guy that opened up a can of tripe. It was tripe in a can, like tuna fish, but instead of like oil or whatever. I don't know how. To, I don't like tripe either way. It was tripe with milk. Oh. And and he he couldn't get through biting into it. He started. He started dry heaving. I thought it was. I thought that his his. Uh, you know. Hold on a second. Wait, tripe has a taste to it. It looks like it would be tasteless. Like a spongy. I'm wasting all the time I had for all these stories, but I have to show you this. It's your show, bro. You can go as long as you want. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But hold on. You, you gotta wait. Where's Lauren? I sent it to Lauren. That's not it. That's not it. Here it is. Here it is. Wait. Alright. Take a look at this. This is canned beef tripe. For those that don't oh. know, this is the stomach of a cow and it says it's with milk, so mm, it's with should milk. Be tasty. Now now first of all, to think that somebody goes out to their local bodega or something like that and picks this up for themselves is scary. And this is probably somebody's favorite food to just throw down for pleasure. So it's beef tripe in milk. Now, the reason why I watched this is because I wanted to see if he was going to enjoy it or not, and I was pleasantly surprised. He did not enjoy it, and I loved his watch. Oh, no. I don't know what that is. It's milk? Why? Oh. 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 Wait, watch. <clears throat> Smells kind of strange. Very jiggly, very jillowy. That's juicy. That's, That's a big old piece of something. All right, let's give it a taste. <laughs> it's kind of squished. I've ripped off a sliver. Let's try it this way. Ah, it smells like cat food. That's cat. That's what cat food's made of. That. It smells like tuna fish. Like it. I don't know. Something's fishy about this. If I can't eat this little bit, I'll be upset. <laughs> okay. No, I said this to Lauren because Lauren Lauren hates the, the the thought of tripe. So she said, no, no, I can't. I said, no, no, listen, I know you hate it. And I know this may actually make you want to throw up to watch him go through this. But I just think that his reactions are so hilarious. It's, it's real. He's not He's not joking. He's fighting a, a, a bodily urge to, to heave this. And I thought that was hilarious. I, so here we are talking about head cheese and tripe. And I had so... Anyway. Anyway. You know what we have to do tonight. 
And you can enjoy the show, ladies and gentlemen, with a nice pre-roll from SecretNatureCBD.com, full-spectrum CBD flower that has been cultivated by masters of the cannabis arts. Go to SecretNatureCBD.com. It's legal in all 50 states. It's a nice little mini vacation for your nervous system. And you can use promo code FRANKLY for 20% off. Amazing. Get your medicine cabinet full. I actually have some in my car at all times. All right, let's go over to our grab bag because we got a bunch of stuff to do real quick. Number one, did you know Obama says that a democracy may not survive in Arizona if Republicans win? Did you know that? Uh, Yeah, that's why we need to stop each and every single one of these Republicans. I can't wait to vote for Hochul. I'm voting for Kathy Hochul. She's she's earned it. Pull that lever and hold my head up high. Um, you know what? I what, but for real, I'm done. I'm completely finished. Done trying to parse up the the insane use of language that comes out of people like this guy, and the crap that they project onto everyone else that they don't like. I'm done with that. My stance is now good. Let's kill democracy. Oh my God! Did he just say that? Yes, I did. Obama is right. I want to kill democracy in the most racist way possible. Join me in destroying democracy. Oh my God, he's probably anti-Semitic too. Oh, indeed, yes. I put anti-Semitism in my coffee in the morning. You just have to just just agree with them. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't matter. Just agree with them. It doesn't mean anything anymore. Here, here's somebody that goes well over. This guy, um, what's his name? He's a supposedly a presidential historian. His name is Michael Beschloss. Best loss. He went on MSNBC. Listen to what he said oh, about God. what's going to happen to your children. And a historian 50 years from now, if historians are allowed to write in this country. <laughs> like, who's going to stop them? Democrats. And if there are still free publishing houses and a free press, which, which I'm not certain of. But if that is true, a historian will say what was at stake tonight and this week was the fact whether we will be a democracy in the future, whether our children will be arrested and conceivably killed. We're on the edge of a brutal authoritarian system. Uh, I, so so well, what are you going to do? Are you going to argue with that? That's why I say, yes, absolutely, Mr. Uh, historian, Besh Loss, whatever your name. Every time I vote, I keep getting it. I get. I have to hold myself back from getting too excited about the idea that roundups are coming afterwards. That that's what I have to try to suppress inside of myself every time I vote. Oh, I can't wait for the roundups. So they're nuts. They're all nuts. But he, uh, Carrie Lake had a little something to say uh, to, to because Hillary Clinton and you know they're trying the same thing about Carrie Lake. Obviously, when Obama says that if Republicans take over. Arizona, he's talking about Carrie yeah, Lake. Carrie Lake, she's she's bulletproof though. She don't give a fuck, she, dude. She's good. She handles herself very very well. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, uh, if uh, if there is no shenanigans, there's absolutely nobody oh, yeah. nobody who can beat her. Yeah, no, no way. But listen to this. Twenty three seconds. She she responds to Hillary Clinton calling her out. But I was a little concerned today. I'm going to be honest. When I saw Hillary Clinton. Bad mouthing me, and she looked. She looked angry and actually scared, and and uh, just uh, completely unrelated. I want you to know, just in case you're wondering, I'm in perfect health. My brakes on my car are in good shape, and I'm not suicidal. 
and we're going to win this thing on Tuesday. <laughs> She's awesome. Yes, yeah, she is. This would be good if she win, because then, you know, if she does a good job, that'll put her put her in place for possibly one day a, a presidential run. Bro, I would fucking... She's, she's got balls. She's got balls. I like balls. Me too. I like them a lot. I like it a lot. Good record. Good, great record. Great record. Great record. Great record. Great record. We're all from Liverpool. <laughs> uh, hard Day's Night is... Uh, is our is uh, our guiltiest charge? Oh, you're the quiet one, so won't you shut the fuck up? Mmm, <laughs> Paul's a big fat coon. All right, so now on over to this uh, Twitter. Uh, Twitter's content curation team. They have been axed amid massive layoffs. I've heard thousands of people have been have been uh, fired today. I'm gonna apply to Twitter. I'm going to uh, go look for every post they ever delete, and I'm going to bring them all back. Every last one? Every single last one. Twitter's cur- I would love to see your old accounts <laughs> resurrected. <laughs> oh, it's all. Oh, I still have. I still. Because I would love to see the things that you were saying back then in context of the time. Yeah, because it's all. It, all my stuff was pro- uh, prophetic. It, oh, yeah. I know. I know you were a prophet in your own time. Uh, let's see here. Twitter's curation team, the group responsible for highlighting events uh, on Twitter, has been fired. Here's to the past and present curation tweets. Uh, I've had the absolute pleasure of working with for the past 18 months, said Laura Savas on Twitter. According to Twitter's description, the curation team is responsible for highlighting and contextualizing the best events and stories that unfold on Twitter. Oh, so they're, one, they're the ones that put together the cork board that's supposed to double as a trending section, huh? Our work across multiple product services, including topics, trends, descriptions, and moments, makes it easy for customers to experience only on Twitter conversations and get the most out of the platform. And no, it's not only on Twitter conversations. I mean, it's the internet. People are saying the same shit all over the place. It's subjective where you have the conversation. So it's not something... It's what I'm saying. Get rid of it all. But they're talking about thousands. 80% cut in, like, India. 90% cut somewhere else. Um, But we will see just how many of the higher-ups are out of there. Because there's still a lot of really bad, evil, priest-like people that were there. And and, and the brands are trying to... band together now and say that we're not doing this like like Volkswagen. What do they do? Oh, they're trying to fight fascism. The, the the car company that was that was founded by Hitler and the Nazis uh under under the Nazi regime out there. They they want to they want to make sure that they pause all their paid advertising on Twitter until they see what's what's happening there. Yeah, you'd figure they'd discontinue the make of the Volkswagen or at least change the name of it. That's what Hitler, yeah, that's what Hitler named it. Great, great vehicles. I had a, I had a rabbit. Great vehicle. Great, great vehicle. Great vehicle, but still hit la car. Y'all, y'all, y'all. After all these years, Al would be proud. Fine automobile. Fine, fine automobile. I don't even know how. Is that? That's not German. Imagine German was just an accent, and it wasn't actually a language. <laughs> that would be easy. <laughs> Learning languages would be easy if it's just. Well, that's what English is. It's just. The God of Luxon. That was more like. <laughs> that was more like a Welsh or a Southern. <laughs> that's all it is. <laughs> now, children, we're we're moving. We're moving to England, and we have to 
respect their native tongue. So for the next couple of weeks, you're going to be learning British accents. <laughs> Doing that to your children? That, that would be a hilarious skit. Oh, and you teach each child a different, like, regional dialect kind of a thing. So you have the Liverpool and you have Wales and all that sort of shit. Oh, boy. Okay. So... Here we have. Oh, and, and you know, um, while Congress is all screaming, the Twitter boycott. They're always asking, well, "What do we do about the boycotts and and the cuts and <clears throat> you know uh, how is how is uh, Twitter going to make a profit?" And um, I say, "To hell with that. Who cares?" Yeah. If I were Elon Musk, in 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 the respect that I'm the owner now of Twitter, uh, you cut the staff down immensely. You flush out all the Bolsheviks. You expose the spam. You empower the user instead of the dominant political religion. And then the money comes later. It's not going to be as much money as you were making, but maybe more. Because you're, you're probably going to open yourself up to plenty new uh, companies and new ways of monetizing things that would that take the place of Nazi-founded Volkswagen. Who knows? You know, the, the site's bigger value is immense when you consider what it means, it, 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 advertising is nothing. There's no doubt about it, he grossly overpaid. The $44 billion thing is overpaying big time. Uh, so I don't know, uh, I, I think he should probably write that off or something and, and not worry about it because it's just not worth that much. But the fight, if there is anything to be hopeful for, because I know it's Elon Musk and this could all just be a big ruse that we think is in our favor, but eventually just bites us even harder. But for now, I'm having a little bit of a fun time, especially when you have people like AOC, Alexandra from Yorktown, crying like a like like a like a moron over one thing or another, while Congress and while all the Congress ladies cry about their Twitter treehouse getting wrecked. We get this from Christopher Miller and, and elsewhere today that the U.S has uh, very quietly authorized an additional $400 million to go to Ukraine in the form of military assistance, air defense, munitions. DOD announces that today. Here, uh, this after, yeah, seriously. They could have gave every American at least like $100, bro. Ukraine is also getting from the U.S. in the latest $400 million military aid package, T-72 tanks and Phoenix Ghost tactical drones. 400 million more and all of the congress ladies are, are are trying to drop the mic on elon musk because their little treehouse on twitter is getting messed up a little bit it, 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 i hope they all lose i hate them <laughs> oh gosh oh gosh one last thing i would say matt did you hear about this Trump uh, team, apparently it's coming out. This is from the Axios Powers. Trump team eyes a November 14th announcement that he's running again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did hear about that. Now, I if, heard about this like two weeks ago. If I were Donald Trump, if I were Donald Trump, though it's not really going to matter, they're crazy people, but if I were Donald Trump, I would have announced that November 14th is when or I would have had to let it slip that November 14th is when the I'm running for re-election is going to get out there um, just so that I can go and announce I'm running for re-election on maybe the 10th or something because I would bet not a lot of money but a little bit just to see if I'm right 
a little bit of money that the indictment the indictment that you know that they're going to throw his way uh, comes around the 12th. If they think that he's going to do on the 4th, they, they want him to be indicted prior to his running for, uh, officially announcing his running for re-election. Just, a, I mean, we'll know pretty soon if I'm wrong or right, but if I were Trump, I would float a date out there somehow just so that I can, I can uh, actually announce four or five days sooner. And he's got to wait till after the election because, you know, it's election week. Yeah, but that's on the 8th. Yeah, I know. That's why he's got to wait till after they're done counting all, you know, the mail-ins. Or oh, they won't be done counting until Christmas. That's the way it is now. Thank you, COVID. You've, been, you've done wonders. All right, we're taking a little bit of a break. We will be right back. Don't go anywhere. You tune in at your own enjoyment. Because it is the best show since the beginning of time. It has technological advancements and a more sophisticated approach. But like every great awakening that has preceded it, it has one iron rule. Logic is a friend and truth is essential. You are now entering, quite frankly. Now take off your pants. And jacket. and stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? Let's ride! Well, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. I hope that you are all nice and relaxed wherever you're watching, and you can leave your super chats for the night if you want to go jump into the Universal Super Chat module, the terminal there that is quite frankly superchat.com, and we'll read those as we go throughout the evening. Also, you can take advantage of those native super chat uh, portals on Rumble, the Rumble Rants. There's Foxhole on Quite Frankly TV, the Gold Pills. Um, there's also tips on Rockfin. I just hope that you all get involved and have a good time. That's all that matters. And I forgot to put out all of the links on Twitter and Telegram so you guys and gals can share it. Hopefully you can improvise on my behalf. I've forgotten that twice now this week. My head is just all over the place. Twice. Maybe I can do that a little bit during the intermission for a second half boost. But thank you guys and gals for being here. Wonderful to have you aboard. All right, so where do we go now? 
where do we go? I have to start. I know I told you. I know I told you that we would not be doing the, the Paul Pelosi thing anymore. I know I said it. I know. Uh-oh. Well, um, NBC News. NBC News did a report last night. That I think they're actually trying to walk back because they realize how bad it was for all of the patch jobbing that has been done to make this obvious cover-up. Not saying that it was an operation or a conspiracy. The cover-up is the conspiracy. It, it could just be as something as simple as it's it grossly embarrassing. Anyway, NBC comes out and kind of makes things a little bit harder to understand again. Take a listen to this. The story keeps changing, so obviously you're the conspiracy theorist. <sighs> Craig, good morning. When officers arrived here at the Pelosi home exactly a week ago today, they initially didn't have any idea exactly what was going on. They knew they had a high priority call on their hand. What was unclear, what was happening inside the property just behind me. This morning, Paul Pelosi is home, back at the house that became a crime scene a week ago today. NBC News learning new details about the moments police arrived. Sources familiar with what unfolded in the Pelosi residence now revealing when officers responded to the high-priority call, they were seemingly unaware they'd been called to the home of the Speaker of the House. After a knock and announce, the front door was opened by Mr. Pelosi. So he came to the front door. Now, he didn't leave the house and get behind the officers. You know, if there was an actual, a stranger, a mentally deranged stranger in your home, and you actually got to the front door and there's the officers. So now he's there, he has an, uh, the ability to get behind them if this is something, okay? He does Well, wait, not only that, I figured, like, it's the third most powerful person's house in the country, and the local police don't know the address, like, off the top. Like, you'd figure they'd be like, oh, shit, that's Nancy Pelosi's house. And they refused to release the, 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 uh, the, the, the police cams, and they, they refused to uh, give up over, uh, any of the footage that was collected by this sprawling net of closed caption television cameras that are all over the property. But anyway, let's just take a listen to this and make sense of it. The front door was opened by Mr. Pelosi. The 82-year-old did not immediately declare an emergency or tried to leave his home. Okay, that's, that's weird. But instead began walking several feet back into the foyer toward the assailant and away from police. <laughs> Why? It's unclear if the 82-year-old was already injured or what his mental state was, say sources. According to court documents, when the officer asked what was going on, defendant smiled and said everything's good. But instantaneously, a struggle ensued as police clearly saw David DePap strike Paul Pelosi in the head with a hammer. Every, so he answers the door. Paul Pelosi answers the door, and there's the police, Matt. Uh, he backs away into the house again toward David DePap, or whatever the hell his name is. And they follow him in, and, uh, and, and they ask if everything's all right. Yeah, we're all good, says David DePap. And then it was just ha hammering. I, you know what? It wasn't even a hammer, bro. You want to know what it was? They had to switch it to a hammer because of how embarrassing it would be if the truth got out. It was a dildo. It was a fucking dildo. 
He hit him over the fucking head with a dildo. It was, you know what it was? It was probably one of those uh, those double sided dildos. <laughs> because it could have been. I'm being serious, dude. This dude's 82 years old. He's getting hit in the head with a hammer with that with that fellow. After tackling the suspect, officers rushed to Mr. Pelosi, who was lying in a pool of blood. What we do know is he brutally attacked Mr. Pelosi and attempted to kill him. After spending several days in the ICU, Pelosi, who is recovering from a fractured skull and serious injuries to his arm and hand, is now home where Capitol Police remain on alert. Investigators have previously said Pelosi did not know DePap when the 42-year-old broke into his home. From the inside out. He could possibly be telling the truth about that. This could have been some type of erotic service. I don't know. Called and I, maybe. I just, I just don't know. But um, they now deleted it. NBC News is trying to delete the clip. They scrubbed it from their website because it did not meet the reporting standards, they said. That was that's what happened a couple hours later. Yeah. They got this clip out of there because it just it's still, <laughs> it didn't. It didn't. <laughs> yeah. No, it it's wasn't just, full of lies enough. It's just so weird oh my god i don't know maybe i don't know i don't know jesse smollett i don't know i know well here's another thing here's another thing here's another thing that we have to do this is more off of kanye west gotta jump in there he had another interesting night uh he shared shocking messages from a hollywood personal trainer named harley pasternak and people have been doing deep dives in this guy now here uh, now too, and this is going to be a pretty interesting litmus test test for Elon Musk as well, as far as what's going to be allowed to be said on the platform and uh, all that stuff because we know we know that Kanye is uh, is walking on a third rail of Zionism right now that is very very hard to survive. It really is. And here you have what he said. We're going to start with this one. I was told that if I expose the truth of the bad business practices, everything is going to be taken from me, including my black children. And everyone has bore, uh, has, uh, bore whiteness, I guess witness, to the public Emmett Tilling of yay. Uh, but God has put something on my heart not to back down. And he shares this guy, Harley Pasternak, a Canadian personal trainer. Canadian personal trainer, motivational speaker, author, television host, and spitter. What the hell is a spitter? spitter? What does that mean? I'm hopefully not exactly. Oh, that's he just put that in just so he, the you know people know. No, like, a, look, it's, he's not swallowing. It's Oh, no, it's a Wikipedia. It doesn't matter, bro. Uh, it spits. Anyway. Anyway, that's the first one there. Here's he, Then he starts sharing a little bit of back and forth between he and this guy, Harley. What should be obvious by now, Kanye says, is that I was raised to stand for my truth regardless of the consequences. So I will say this again. I was mentally misdiagnosed and nearly drugged out of my mind to make me a manageable, well-behaved celebrity. Which is just like, oh, all right. That's a little something that we talk about and wonder about all the time. Now, here we go. Here's what he got from this guy, Harley. 
And I would just say anybody that is texting with him at this point should really just, you know, be prepared. It's, it's, it's being tweeted out there. But he said, I'm going to help you one of a couple of ways, Harley said to Kanye. First, you and I sit down and have a loving and open conversation, but you don't use cuss words and everything that is discussed is based in fact and not some crazy stuff that dumb friend of yours told you or you saw in a movie or a tweet or whatever like that. So he's talking about, he's talking about the... Uh, all of his the comments he's been making about blacks being the first Hebrews, very black Hebrew Israelite kind of stuff that's going on, and and of course Jewish influence over the media. Which I got to show you something I found from 2008 that may not be for a, a YouTube night. But anyway, second opinion is what Harley says. His second opinion, uh, I can also have you institutionalized again where they medicate the crap out of you and you go back to zombie land forever. How's a personal trainer have that power? Because he's probably a CIA, MI6, MKUltra handler of some point, of some kind. It's just, and God knows how many people are in his, uh, his stable. Uh, play date with the kids just won't be the same, says Harley. So you think about that, that, isn't that just indicative of the kind of relationship we have with politicians in general that we don't have personal relationships with? This is what it feels like watching people talk on television to us. I'm going to come at you in a, a number of ways. First, it's the, 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 the Corinne Jean-Pierre sitting down, having a loving and open conversation, but don't use cuss words, and everything that's discussed is based in fact which we will be the the, uh, the arbiters of, and not some crazy stuff, which again, we are the arbiters of. Very passive aggressive, you know? Let's be loving with each other. And of course, if you don't wanna go that way, I'll have you institutionalized and drugged so that you can't ever experience the love of your children in the same way again. That is exactly the way that we are just dealt with as a whole, isn't it? Man, even I related to that, and I, and I haven't lived nearly the, uh, the the kind of life that, that Kanye has. Oh, shit, man. To see that articulated in some in some way like that is... It's really something else. Really is. Now, they started going deeper into this guy. They started going deeper into this guy. Let's see. Here it is. Uh, Re Restoring Order on Twitter put together this thread. Who is Harley Pasternak, the man whom Kanye West is accused of trying to institutionalize him, drug him into oblivion, and take his kids away? As it turns out, this personal trainer is connected to psychological operations, the Canadian military, and other strangeness. Remember, we got it straight from the Canadian government and military that they use, they were using um, COVID as an opportunity to try out new mind control devices on mass numbers of people through mass media. That is all admitted. Um, it's admitted, it's been written about by a lot of people and talked about, like Ron Paul did a lot on that, how this was a, a major operation and this is all going on. Uh, you know, you, can, you can't imagine that the Canadian, this Canadian um, uh, ministry over here and, and all that stuff is very far removed from the shit that MI6 is doing and their cousins in the CIA, so whatever. Uh, and other strangeness, there he is. He's a nice guy. He's got a very, very genial, congenial smile, no? Anyway, 
Uh, what should be obvious here? Finding information on Harley has become complicated by recent events, said Restoring Order. For some odd reason, his Wikipedia page was altered after Kanye's tweet, I wonder why. On the left is his current page. On the right is the archived version from earlier today. Notice anything? Just to skip to it, I'll tell you what it is. Someone recently removed Harley Pasternak's Wikipedia entry Two main things, any reference to Kanye West is gone, and the lengthy list of his former clients. Now, I think somebody compiled some of the list of the former clients before it was gone. Um, and it and we have Jennifer Hudson, Lady Gaga, Kim, Kim Kardashian, Kanye West, Megan Fox, Bono, Alicia Keys, Zach Braff, John Mayer, Catherine Hagel, uh, Brendan Fraser, Julia Lewis, Ben Foster, uh, I mean, Amanda Bynes, everybody was wondering, because Amanda Bynes has had some real problems. Kesha, she's got a lot of things oh, yeah, to say about yeah. Ellen Page, uh, that changed her sex, or tried to. Yeah. Oh, man, there's a lot. Not Christian Bale, though. Let me see. Christian Bale, probably his star client. Let's see. Hold on. No, I guess Christian Bale was doing his own push-ups. Yeah, Christian Bell did his own juice. Anyway, it's very curious that that would be taken off. Well, they continue, Restoring Order does. Here's a list of Harley's noteworthy clients. Someone doesn't want you to see this. Note that some of his former clients had mental breakdowns or died under suspicious circumstances. Mac Miller, Brittany Murphy, Hmm. not listed, and others. Credit to Uncle Doomer for the last two. Yeah. Yeah, Bono, Mila Jojovic. I like um, Ben Foster. Well, you, you, you never know. Institutionalize him. Never know. I mean, there's somebody that has to have a key. Has to keep tabs on all these people. Also noting is the fact that Kanye West was hospitalized in 2016. Listen to this, man. I remember that. Listen to this, though. Where was he at the onset of his alleged breakdown? Harley Pasternak's home. In his breakdown, now note that in the text messages Kanye posted, Harley threatens to have him institutionalized again. And here it is from 2016. He was at his trainer, Harley Pasternak's home at the time, and was acting erratically. He was probably just waking up. But just who is Harley Pasternak? He's a personal trainer, right? Well, let's take a look at his background. At first glance... Nothing stands out, just as an educated man with a master's degree in exercise and nutrition science. Uh, But that isn't the full story. His Wikipedia page states that during his time uh, uh, at U of T, Pasternak served as a nutrition and exercise scientist at the Department of National Defense's Defense and Civil Institute for Environmental Medicine. The Department of National Defense is the Canadian government's department which supports the Canadian Armed Forces. It's a, civil, it's a civilization organization, a support system of sorts for the military. I'm not sure what the U.S. equivalent would be. The DOD? DHS? Who knows? Regardless, Harley Pasternak worked as a scientist for two, de- two years at DRDC, Toronto, one of the Defense Research and Development Can- uh, Canada's military research stations. Uh, what sort of stuff is research at DRDC? Human systems integration, social and psychological factors that affect resolution of conflict, psychology of malicious intent, social and cultural factors influencing behavior, literal psyops. It's, it's just incredible. So you tell me that this guy is not a handler. 
Um, he absolutely is. And you know, who, oh, we got a very, very special guest popping in right now. A very special guest is popping in right now. Kathy O'Brien is jumping in. She must have been watching. Kathy, how you feeling? I'm doing great. I heard you mentioning MK Ultra and the Kanye situation, and just wanted to jump in. Well, I know, and it's great to hear from you because I saw you. I saw you active today with um, with even the the David Ike announcements about him getting terrorist status. But let me ask you about this real yes. quick. It's so great to have you jump in like this. Uh, when you were on with us a couple of weeks ago with Roseanne, sometimes you you said that sometimes people come out publicly to take stands like this before they should. Now, I I wouldn't know me personally whether he is ready for one thing or another or not. But the swings that he is taking at at, at the system right now are very significant. What what would you uh, what are you saying? What are you seeing right now? What what I'm seeing is I, I can hear what he's saying. And he's done this before, and he's come out with a lot of information on MKUltra and the kind of controls that are going on in Hollywood, and then was shut down again. Because when people haven't healed fully, then they're more suggestible and they're easier to manipulate back in, um, threaten, and and take back down. And hopefully he's gonna be able to weather this storm and stand strong. It looks like maybe this time he will. In the past, people have reached out to me and said, um, Kanye's talking about MKUltra, can we get him a PTSD time to heal? And it was, uh, so I know people have made that effort. Oh, let's hope he's got one and he's using those methods to actually safeguard his brain from being um, you know, triggered back in or whatever. And I got excited today. I'm telling you, there's so much on the internet from um, everywhere I looked, it seemed, that was going, that was trying to discredit MK Ultra, saying it had stopped a long time ago, or that it was just an old LSD experiment. And anybody who says MK Ultra's having a LSD flashback, you know, they're doing everything they can to cover up. And it's like, I was curious all day what happened today to make this cover up of MK Ultra. And by gosh, here it is, it's Kanye again. And maybe, let's hope, you know, that they're not going to shut him down and maybe he'll, he'll actually be able to keep a voice out there. Somebody's scared. Oh, yes. And, and that's the other thing I, I'm, I'm looking at with this because. Um, it seems like there is not going to be any wrangling him in for a little bit of a tune-up like happened uh, after uh, that 2016 and even when he started going to the White House to hang out with President Trump. Uh, <clears throat> he, he got wrangled back in. He was talking specifically about this sunken place that he goes to. I have to imagine it is a psychological hole that is part just, um, you know, uh, trauma-based and also part psychedelic, oh, not psychedelics, but just, just dumbing down the, the, the SSRIs, the drugs, the, the taking the spark out of the, the person. I, I don't know, maybe you can explain that a little bit more, what, what goes into tuning up a celebrity that is, that is obviously off of their programming a little bit more. Britney Spears is very famous for f just kind of frazzling out, going away to quote-unquote rehab, and then coming back and back into that sex kitten mode again. Can you talk a little bit about the tune-up process? 
there's a lot of reprogramming that goes on when something disrupts the the program and um usually it happens around age 30 when electrochemical changes happen in the brain there are many other things that can cause that to happen too and when it does the high profile entertainers the ones who are you know called the cash cows the ones who are bringing in all the the money um, are often flown back to disney you know to the underground for reprogramming there are other uh, major mk ultra mind control epicenters for reprogramming and then they come out again uh michael jackson went through the same thing mm. and you know we see this happen over and over um again and the the reason it happens is because they haven't fully healed by the natural method that's within us all and that's by um what i always talk about writing out the the trauma writing out the memory writing out the program first and as soon as it's written out, the act of moving a pen opens neuron pathways in the brain. The compartmentalized program is then opened up where it shifts it over to logic, where it can be consciously seen and dealt with. Once it's consciously seen and dealt with, there's no need for it to be compartmentalized in the brain anymore. And that brain mechanism stops at that point. And once the neuron pathways are open a person can't be triggered back in that's the key and that's that's how i healed that is how i was able to survive the impossible and all the attempts to trigger me back in that were done you know from the jesuit end or the nasa and the occult everything and they so many um high level people skilled in mk ultra tried to trigger me back in and it didn't work because i heal and when you heal the brain and the mind you you regain the um free will strength of spirit to be able to stand up to them and laugh in their face and say no you are not going to threaten me again you are not going to threaten my child you are not going to trigger me back in and it shifts their paradigm you know forever and um it's my fervent hope that um someone did get information to kanye that he was able to write it's my fervent hope that that information is reaching everybody on the planet that needs it so that they can safeguard their brain while they go through the full healing process and it is a process it's not an event you know it's something that takes time but the brain has to be safeguarded in that process and from there a person can choose their thoughts and not go down those black holes you know of negativity yeah that deep dark space you referred to you're able to actually stop that before it turns into a a landslide of negativity where it starts pulling everything in you know so yeah i just stop that before it starts by picking up a pen um writing out whatever my my complaint my uh trauma is of the moment whatever my fear whatever it is write it out and then add a solution mm. and that forces the brain to fire in new ways above and beyond that dark hole of negativity so there's so many tricks and tips that are in PTSD time to heal it's super easy to self apply really really thin little workbook that everybody can use um just to even maintain a, a better state of mind so they can maintain clarity of thinking 
these harsh times well, that we're all yeah, I, I, and absolutely, and I hope that, uh, and I'll, I'll make sure I put the, your link, uh, this is a, a really uh, pleasant surprise, so I'll make sure I put your link in the description again so people can go check oh, out you. your blog and everything else, they got to read your books and all that, but, and, and, uh, and, and not to take up too much more of your time, but I have a couple of rapid fire questions for you because there's so much I want to ask, the, the NASA question, the, the NASA thing you just brought up, I guess we're going to have to save that for another time. It must be a big one, and I, I would love to jump yes. in. Yeah, I want to talk about NASA and the Jesuits with you 100%. Um, the personal trainer, Kanye, uh, obviously uh, does not seem to be very intimidated anymore, so hopefully he is uh, coming from a, a place of a lot more personal power and authority on this and uh, and is not going to, to go willingly back into the, the program there. But the personal trainer, I have to imagine that this is a – a handler who manages a, an entire stable of brainwashed celebrities is that how it works it's highly likely that's usually how it, how it works especially with someone in a position um like he has named so yeah it's it's very likely that there's uh, more than one person involved and i think when someone identifies someone like that we need to start looking into it and see who else maybe that they're they're influencing see how far it reaches yeah, oh, and here's another question I have for you. Did you see recently? Did you see recently um, Katy Perry's eyeball glitch twitch? Did you see this? No, I have not. Uh, but uh, that's a very suspect one. Just bringing up the name alone. So. Pe people were wondering. Uh, they didn't know if it was some kind of a uh, you know a medical uh, injury or something like that, but. Uh, I, I know that um, I was wondering about that too. If uh, if it's more likely MK Ultra or some trans humanoid shapeshifter kind of a thing going on there, it's very weird. It's like the eye, her like right eye just closes and she has to like touch her temple for it to open back up again. It's, it's almost like she lost control of her eye. I don't know if it was an act or whatever, but it, it made people feel a little awkward for a couple of days. That was like a week and a half ago at this point. Figured I'd ask you that. Yeah, it, I, there's no telling what that would be. I mean, we've seen a lot of um, facial strangeness that have happened with, with people who've um, taken the injection. You know, there's a lot of um, a lot of things that are affecting people adversely, mm. you know, even um, electronics and, and different things. But brain firing and someone who's under MKUltra mind control can cause all kinds of different facial um, twitches, different facial, um, it, it, it looks like they can change faces even because, you know, like when somebody's happy and they're all lit up, it's one thing, but if they're like really mad, you know, they look different. And so there's all these different micro muscle movements that happen with, um, switching from compartmentalized programmed parts of the brain and it it could be brain shifting it could very well be something like that but you know what what excites me about every bit of this and every bit of it you're talking about is that people are asking these questions these days they used to not recognize the pervasiveness of mk ultra mind control they do now they're seeing it everywhere people are reaching out and helping people there's so many survivors emerging right now that you know they're having to do containment on it and, and come up with um, all this nonsense on, you know, there's no such thing as on KO, yeah. you know, or, and um, and it's it's not 
it's not anything real. And, oh, that stopped a long time ago. It did not. It's gone global, and it's um, affecting the whole population on some level or another. It is a sliding scale. So once we're onto it, knowledge is our defense against it. We start seeing it. This is where um, we're in an evolutionary moment. And I think it's, it's going to be extremely good for humanity's um, brain in the long run, something much, much sharper than some kind of artificial intelligence, because this has wisdom, depth, soul, strength of spirit, the things that make us so amazing as human beings. Yeah, the, you're talking about the revitalization of organic intelligence. That's uh, that's something yes. that, that's... That's very that's very exciting concept. I, I hope that we are all around, even if we're just the ones to set it in motion. It would be great to be around to actually see the fruits of that. But uh, I wouldn't mind to just be a uh, a part of a, a a great generational effort to 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 set things right eventually. And thank you so much for all the work that you do. Thank you for just jumping in for a couple minutes with us, Kathy. This has been this has been great. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, wonderful. Yeah. So trans-formation.com, right? Yes. Okay, I'll make sure I get it in the description. You have yourself a wonderful night. You too. Thank you so much. Thank you. Be well. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. That's a. Uh, so that's a uh, that that all came together nicely. So, what do you think about that, Matt? I would only want my personal trainer to give me some some gear. I know. You Not actually MK Ultra me. Hey, pers. Hey, so what's your rates? Oh, you know, I'm gonna enslave you. You know. Did you do that to any of your clients? Oh, I, I yeah, enslave. I enslave them all. I enslave them all. No, I wish. I wish. You know, that's the one thing that you're always fighting as a personal trainer. It's it's just an attrition rate. Um, you you bring on clients. So many people are seasonal. They have seasonal goals. There are other people that are just they're just fighting uh, commitment issues and all that other stuff. You deal with a lot of a lot of different people in different situations, varying levels of commitment. So there's always this anxiety in the back of your unless you work for a gym. And you have floor hours, and they're actually recruiting uh, clients for you. That's a that's a big help. And at, I, I was only at a gym for a couple of years while I was doing privates. Then I went full on private. And um, yeah, it's always you're always thinking about I need to I need to get myself out there, introducing people, going to certain places, passing out cards, and it's the attrition rate is great is big. And after a while, I started thinking to myself, all right, in the position I was in. Something needed to give. Something had to give because I di I couldn't see myself as a 65, 70 year old personal trainer. Um, I, I I didn't see it. It's, it's it becomes le less feasible. So Vince Gironda was. Yeah, well, he was a, he was a bodybuilding legend that could create a, a brand out of what he used, he did when he was competing, and uh, me. Whereas I liked it and I was effective and I had a great clients and a lot of good times, my heart was in my heart is in you know broadcast music performance all that stuff, and it just it was a time to shit or get off the pot because I wanted to get married with Lauren and 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 start getting really really adult and can't go uh, if if I didn't have to go shoestring I didn't want to and thankfully it all worked out. But still a lot more work to go, because I want to 
keep this going and make it bigger. So, 748. That's all I got for you in the, the David Icke thing. Let's go to um, let's go to David Icke, and then we're gonna go to a break. And I'm uh, I'm gonna take some calls on the other side of the break, and then we'll we'll go on with with Christian and have a little bit of a of coffee talk. I'm sure we're all gonna have a good time with that. So, ladies and gents, don't go anywhere. It'll uh, it'll be a fun fun rest of the night. It's like this. You start by secretly creating a problem in the world and making sure someone else is blamed for it in the public uh, arena, in the public mind. It could be a run on a currency, it could be a government collapse, at its most extreme it could be a war, because the two world wars in this century were funded, all sides were funded by the same people. Provable. The same people that funded the Allies in the Second World War and funded uh, the Soviet Union also funded Hitler through loans from America, known as the Young Plan and the Doors Plan, and also via the German subsidiaries of American multinational companies. Why would they do that? Why would someone want to fund all sides in a war? What is good is a war? Well, first of all, on one level, it makes vast amounts of money if you're lending money to all sides and you're also um, selling them lots of arms and all that stuff. But the fundamental reason for a war is to change the nature of post-war society. And what we saw in the First World War and the Second World War were massive global examples of problem-reaction-solution. We are looking at a gigantic contract before our eyes. We don't live in a democracy in this country or in America or in these other places. We live in a one-party state where the same force from the peak of the pyramid string pulls all sides. The creation of a one-world government to which nation-states would be principalities, administrative units, a world central bank which would administer all financial transactions on the planet, a world currency which wouldn't be coins and notes, it would be merely electronic, cashless society, for which there are fundamental implications for freedom, as we'll see as we go along tonight. A world army under centralized control, with nation-state uh, armies uh, dismantled under the uh, justification of seeking peace, and a microchipped population linked to a global computer, the latter of which sounds bizarre to many people on first hearing, except that we are ridiculously close to it and the technology already exists. So World Health Organization says there's going to be a measles epidemic next year. Get vaccinated. Get your children vaccinated. You're a bad parent if you don't. Then the same people that organize that then start flogging out the vaccine and make a fortune out of it. So if we take one element of that under problem, reaction, solution, it's amazing the extent to which we have given our power away, our spiritual power. It's all about taking our power back. Because once we do that, it's all over. Welcome to Intermission. We'll, we'll be right back. Yeah, Intermission.
Quite frankly. 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 We all support quite frankly. Quite frankly. Let's go, Brandon. Not quite. Quite frankly in Roma, Italia. I really like you. You're very smart. So everybody watch. Quite frankly. With Frank. Quite frankly. How dare you? All right. Matt, you know what? I, I got to show you something. There's a couple of videos that I was... <laughs> a couple of videos that I was going to play for break tonight. But I can just save them for Monday and just show you them anyway. I, one in particular I think you're going to love because it was... It, I, I wouldn't call it a prank video. But you know how some people do man on the street things and, and they and they go out there and they make people feel really awkward or they'll get very close and, and they get close to like starting fist fights and all that shit. Like you ever see the guy that walks up to people who are shopping in the in one store or another and he comes up from behind them gets very close to their ear and goes, "Uh <laughs> You ever see that? <laughs> Hold on, wait a second. I think so. Wait, wait a second. <laughs> He moans sensually inside their ear. Hold on. Uh, in strangers' ears. Let's see. It's it's. Uh, I would not like it at all. But um, <laughs> it's this guy. Wait a second. <laughs> no. I wouldn't like it at all. And um, I, and all the reactions are justified. So it's more like a nervous laughter. Anyway. Here you go. This here's a guy uh, moaning in people's ears. Prank. It's not really a prank. Oh. <laughs> what? What's all that about? Sounds oh. like Joe Biden. What? What's your problem? You got a problem? Do I know you? Better keep walking, brother. It's oh. probably a cop. What the hell? <laughs> oh, and they still realize oh something's wrong. Oh, dude, fuck you, you fuck. <laughs> you see, completely legit. That that's a, a totally fine reaction in my in my book, but still, uh, here is a a little something I thought you would like in particular. This guy goes up to this kid goes up to somebody. It's a guy that's sitting underneath some kind of a, uh, a sculpture or something. He's on a cell phone. He's making a call. And uh, I think he, he tries to ask him, where's Batman? But when he comes up to him and he says, hey, I think you're going to like the way he says, hey. And it, it freaks the guy out. He, he doesn't expect him. Here you go. Hey. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> where's the Batman? <laughs> you talking <laughs> It reminded me of hey. It's not the way that you would say it. Uh, hold on, let's do that again. Oh, I love his scream. His scream. Hey. Oh, Jesus Christ. Where's the back? 
are you talking? Don't do that, man. How do I know where the bathroom is? I don't know. I'm on the phone. Oh, hey. That's funny. Yeah, it is. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. All right. So let's go into the Super Chats. Go into the Super Chats, and I see a... Well, the Christian, I see Christian uh, in the waiting room. Just want to let you know, Christian will take your call in about 10 minutes or so, my friend. About 10 minutes or so. So just hang tight. Uh, Super Chats up and running. How's your week so far, Matt? I hated it. Just hang tough. Things get better. Captain Castiron jumps in, says, just saying hello into the Super Chats. Thank you so much, Captain Castiron. I got a lot, a lot of great feedback last night from people who had a good time with uh, with that show, talking about faith and everything that comes along with faith and doubt and everything that comes along with it. Of course, I... Uh, never mind. Here's some on Foxhole. And I just want to remind everybody that tonight around maybe 11.30 p.m. Eastern Time, I will be going live with a few buddies on PlayStation, live on the Twitch again. I don't know what what games we're going to play, but it'll be fun. Maybe a little bit Friday the 13th, maybe a little bit Ghostbusters, maybe a little bit Star Wars. Who knows? Uh, it'll be it'll be good, though. And I know uh, a few dozen of you have been having a lot of fun with that, so just make sure you keep your Twitch notifications on, and we'll be hanging out because we get to see the chat room and it's always fun, especially when the, the stakes in the game get tense. Very fun. Let's see here. Tam Growl says, hello, angels. C. Blanche, hello. Sean Joe, Ginger45. Our Cloaked Unseen says, Voynich Manuscript decoded seven more pages, and one is identical to Magic Gift, uh, Staff Gifted to Me, Blocking Trail Exit. Is that Gandalf or whatever his name is then? I don't know. He blocks the fucking trail? I don't know. But there is a... There's somebody out there that's try, that believes that they are on the uh, on the, the path of actually de- decoding the mysterious Voyage manuscript. Amazon says, Who will use Twitter? All lefties are leaving and none of MAGA will go back. Bankruptcy soon. Uh, I don't know. I, the lefties are not going to leave, even those who even those who say they're going, unless they completely close their account. Uh, they will keep their account open, inactive, but still watch everyone. Uh, they, they also remember they they have this horrible fear of missing out. It's a terrible fear of missing out. They got big time FOMO, um, and they're never just happy with people being kicked off of their platform. They go and find you elsewhere. So they don't even stay on Twitter to be there without us. So that's it's just a whole, it's a weird human attraction, quasi-dating scenario there. Kind of psychotic if you ask me. So I don't think, uh, I don't think so. Uh, here's what I will just hammer home again. Never take yourself, your time, whatever time you're going to spend on the internet, if you're going to be on one platform or another for either data or communications or whatever the hell you got going on, never go away or become inactive on places like Gab or on Telegram or on Truth Social, whatever the hell you found. Keep yourself alive and well and flourishing elsewhere. 
because Twitter is just it's a it's we're in the middle of a food fight right now and the food fight is is pretty funny but this is there's no guarantees that this is going to be some kind of a a a, a fix or whatever just don't put all your eggs in one basket uh, Sean Joe, thank you for the cookie. C. Blanche, Boys Blanc, Switch Rod says photo to Pap's weapon. <laughs> Love hammer. Oh, this is probably something. This is probably something dirty. I'll have to <clears throat> pass that along later on because I don't want to get this computer infected with anything. I can only imagine the love weapon. NASA. Gotta talk to Kathy O'Brien about NASA and the Jesuits now. And. Uh, and yeah, that's all I have to say. Let me see. Is, is Christian still in there? I think we're going to talk a little bit of coffee. A little bit about coffee right now. Then we'll take calls afterwards because it won't be that long of a call. Let's do this. Matt, do you drink coffee every once in a while? Eh, I mean, in the winter, maybe. In the winter? Yes. In the hey, morning. Christian, you hear me? Let's say we're getting Christian. Christian, you there? Christian? He's staring at me. Christian, do you hear me? Hear me? Yeah. I mean, in the winter, maybe. Oh. In the winter? Oh. Yes. Well, we got some... Can you hear me? Whoa. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Okay, yes, yeah. Turn turn, oh, yes, yes. turn off the... Turn off the... Yeah, uh, show okay, there you go. Now, do you hear me now? Do hear you. All right, great. So we're going back and forth, and we actually hear each other. It's great to see you for the first time ever, Christian. We've been uh, we've been talking for for years, pretty much. But this is the first time I get to lay eyes on you. How you been? I am rocking along. Just it's crazy busy up here, believe it or not. So, in in uh, Alaska, life's good. Yeah, up in Alaska. So here's the first thing I wanted to talk to you about, and Matt is here too. We are fans of coffee. But we don't know too much about it. We just know that it uh, it tastes good when we drink it. Sometimes, <laughs> you know. Um, but we have a very very exciting thing. I am in my in my hands right now. We've taste tested a whole bunch of uh, samples, and we finally came to it. I want to introduce to everybody at home the quite frankly daily roast, and it's uh, it's very exciting day. Very exciting day. It could be found right there on riseandgrind.us. Now, what I want you to do for me, uh, Christian, is is just explain to people. Well, I know this is a medium roast, but I, from what I remember the sample bag said, it was full city roast, Guatemala, Brazil, something. Can you give us the, the exact breakdown of this, uh, of everything in this bag, the roast, and then I'll have more questions. Um, yeah, I'm waiting for my wife to come back up because she's the roaster extraordinaire. So she'd be able to tell me exactly all the beans that are in it, but I can completely explain to you, you know, the process of roasting, um, you know, the, the reactions that go on with the beans, you know, when it happens. Because uh, I actually brought a few props here with me to kind of show you. I hope it'll show up on the screen when I show it. But here, let me grab these guys here. And... So if your viewers can see it, hopefully that's kind of coming in clear right it, there. It is. You got, basically you got your little green pea right there. And then, you know, the roasted bean there on the, at least my left, your right maybe. Um, 
basically what happens with coffee when you go to roast it is um you know you're putting heat to it you know you can do that in a variety of ways you can um you can do it either with uh just roasting on an open fire i mean literally that's how coffee started they would take the you know the the beans which are nothing more than the coffee plant seeds out of a cherry is what they are it's just you're you're you, they take the fruit, they peel it, you know, and they cure it in a variety of ways, and then they extract the seeds from them, and then you're ended up with this this bean, you know. And so when you go to put heat to it, like we use, you know, um, we use fire essentially um, you, through propane. It's a propane roaster that we use. Um, they they have electric ones too, and what ends up happening is the beans themselves. Um, inside the bean there's these things called cellulose fibers and so when the heat goes on and the roasting process begins um, and this is where you get those roast levels like you're talking about full city roast you know uh, cinnamon which is like one you and I've been talking about a little bit yeah um, you know um, Italian, Vienna, French you know and, and so all of those are roast levels and it's really kind of a a color differentiation it's kind of like when you start out with a steak you know and you're roasting it from rare and then you make it shoe leather is the way i like to kind of look at it okay and um <clears throat> go ahead no that makes that makes a lot of sense now the, 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 my, my question about that is i never understood to until i started speaking with you i always thought and it was only until the last couple of days that i actually got to ask you this so i want you to explain it a little bit better especially for matt that what makes I mean, it, it, the the light sli- the light roast, cinnamon roast. You got medium, you got dark. Me, I always thought that what how how you know how dark uh, a a coffee is is directly correlated with how much the coffee kicks you in the ass after you brew it. Uh, I I just thought okay, dark roast it's stronger. It means that it's going to give you more of a jolt. And this light roast, cinnamon roast might be just. A little bit more like uh, you know flirting with oh my god dare I say decaf it might just be too weak but you said no Frank that's not it at all can you please talk about this a little bit because uh, it was a game changer for me okay so and I want to clarify a couple things on that that we're talking rather than just through email on that whole situation because I'm assuming you're talking about like the amount of caffeine that's in a coffee you know or that if you roast it darker somehow you get more caffeine out of the bean and that's not true um, what happened the, ca- the amount of caffeine that's in a bean when you, you want to get it in the raw green state is inherent there's a, an amount that's in it no matter what you're not going to somehow create more caffeine out of it just by the roast level that you do it so you know you go from green to dark you know and you got all the grades in between you know and so um it's and i I just wanted to explain that malleard reaction to you so that this really makes sense when the heat hits the bean it begins to um 
expel the gases and to to take the water out of the bean essentially and so what happens is the as the heat you know continues you know as you're roasting it and the drum is turning and turning you know and you're you're creating these you know and you're you're constantly sampling the beans while they have a what they call a trier that you pull out of the machine and you look at it while you're you know they're spinning inside the barrel so you're taking them out you put them back in you just kind of constantly keep an eye on what's going on um modern coffee roasting we've got a kind of a computer program that has probes inside of it you know that looks at you know keeps an eye on the temperature values and everything that's going on inside the machine but um as that heat continues to to get put to the beans um the cellulose fibers begin to expand kind of like um, you can think of it like if you were to cut open a fresh loaf of uh, uh, sourdough bread. You know how it has a lot of holes in it and yeah. stuff when you look at it. That's what continues to happen with the bean as you continue to put heat to it. It expands, and so um, and then eventually the gases expel, and they have a process they call first crack, second crack, and what that is is like you just get this like mini explosion of water vapor that escapes all the beans. And that's kind of where you know where the bean is at in its roasting process as well as sampling it. And so, um, and going back to the caffeine thing, you know, like I said, the caffeine level is in the bean is, that's all that it's ever gonna have. You're not gonna create more caffeine out of that bean what ends up happening the reason why dark roasts get the myth that you have more caffeine and that actually what it is is you have more bean because um in your you know when you go to brew your coffee or and and so what happens is you end up roasting more beans um because the more that reaction happens you you have less bean if that makes any sense you know like i talked about the Swiss cheesing of the bean on the yeah, inside. Absolutely. So when you grind it, when you grind it, um, you know, you have less like actual physical structure there anymore because you've basically roasted out all the cellulose fibers within the bean itself. And so really what you're doing is you're grinding up more coffee bean, so hence more caffeine, you know what I mean? You're, you're kind of like yeah, but getting so, but more. The, but then you're talking about just, it's it just a matter of quantity of how much you're actually consuming. Like you just have to drink exactly. more. So then what is, uh, when it comes to cinnamon, light, medium, dark, all that, I guess that's just, it's really just a matter of how, uh, I don't know, how much in the back of your teeth you like the, the flavor to be, because you're going to get the same effect one way or another, huh? Exactly. And so lighter roasts have more acids in them, and um, they, that's where you get all the flavor, and, you know, and so, and, and this is why you pick certain beans accordingly, you know, it's everything, I mean, there's such a science around it, it's kind of crazy, but, um, you know, they, they farm them all over the world, it's soil type, it's elevation, it's climate, you know, exactly wherever you get it, that's why you get, like, things that are grown in more of the Polynesian islands and stuff, they have a more earthy flavors, um, you know, you get stuff out of uh, Ethiopia, you know, African beans and stuff like that. They, they tend to be a lot more lighter, fruity. You know, you grow them down in South America, you know, same kind of thing. Each region has its own kind of, uh, I should, you know, how, how do I say it? You know, you know, they get kind of pulls in their own um, 
accents, if you will, you know, from wherever it's grown in the world. Hmm. And, um, and and so they pick them according to that. I mean, these, they send these people out there, they cup them, they sit there, they roast them at all different levels. They, um, you know, you're drinking these things and they cup them. It's really, if you've ever seen a cupping competition, it's kind of funny because they, they slurp the coffee. They don't actually drink it, you know. And I, I think because it would be like perfume testing at that point, you know, they would uh, they'd get way too lit up. Well, it reminds you know. me, it reminds me, uh, and another thing, as, I, as I'm learning about this, and I become more and more of a coffee snob because it wasn't until and it wasn't until you guys that I said, you know what, Lauren, uh, I'm gonna, they sent me a, a ba- you know all these bags of whole bean, and I didn't tell them uh, that I, I would I would have wanted it ground, so I'm not gonna send it back and I'm not gonna give it away. I'm gonna go buy myself a coffee grinder, and that's when I started learning about how to how to actually grind the beans and do it myself. And I you start loving it, and then I start looking into all this other stuff. Like you said, climate, soil, where where in the earth, uh, the wherever it is in, on the planet, the elevation, it really is like you're tasting different parts of the planet. It's so, it's so similar to wine tasting. My problem is I don't know what the hell I'm really. I can tell a difference between coffees. I think most people can, but I'm still, especially when it comes to wine and everything else, when people will talk about, oh, it's got a, a finish of cinnamon and a finish of this and that, and oh, I'm here, I'm feeling this now. I don't, I have, I guess I have a really dull palate. I can't pick that nutty, chocolate, vanilla kind of stuff up from, from coffee. Um, it's just, I don't know. As long as it's hot. And, and, I, and I won't lie to you, either do I. I mean, it, my wife is the one that has the taste buds that are like that, that can pick that out. Me, I'm just kind of like, mm, tastes great, you know? Oh, yeah, it's like, most of it tastes good. Can, can I stomach it? Can I, you know what I mean? Can I drink it black? You know, that's that's really what it came down to. And how we got started in the coffee roast, and anyway, was because the only other coffee roaster that's here in town where we, where we live is, it's the crappiest coffee in the world i swear i'm like i don't even know why you guys you know they have a nice shop and a drive-thru and a bakery and everything but they have the most disgusting coffee i've ever drinking but uh um so we started roasting our own and um you know and then we got into the whole oh wow look where this one comes from and then you're looking at all the profiles what they call the profiles you know the tasting profiles on the coffee like we were you know told you oh this one's got you know caramel and this one tastes chocolate and and stuff like that i mean they have flavors like shoe leather and tobacco i mean get real i mean who wants to drink a coffee like that but depending on how you mix all those different flavors blueberry and vanilla and and stuff like that it really determines what your blend is going to come out with because you'll take you know like so like the beans i think you picked for you um was uh brazilian i think you got some brazilian in there and guatemala and Guatemala, Guatemala's the prominent one, yeah. And we picked that one specifically for you, and uh, and then sampled it with a lot of the other coffees that we stock. And um, you know, when we're trying to come up, that's why you probably I'd. Um, I'm, I'm thinking back because we sat and sampled them for like two days to try to, to figure that out. Like, I oh, see. let's mix this, mix that. We know? sampled these. We sampled these bags down in South Carolina. We had some. We were surrounded by some family, some friends, and and we we did a uh, a sample bag a day. And this was, I believe, the number one blend. And I I love it. But I'll tell you, I I, I want to make alterations along the way. Like I definitely want to do a cinnamon roast. This is a medium. Yeah. 
I definitely want to do that. Because you know what? That has all that flavor. I mean, like your cinnamon is like one of the lightest roasts you can get. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, and it's all about a, a, a great chart of dark. Uh, you know, like, you know, you see the, the browning that goes on in each. And it's about in like one minute increments. Um, a roast takes approximately 15 minutes to do a batch. And um, and so that you're just watching it. So like every time you're sitting there and you're you're doing you know testing it every little bit. And um, the cinnamon is pretty much one of the lightest roasts. Um, that's kind of how we got our coffee name was Nordic Coffee Company was because a Nordic roast was that light roast. You're getting all that flavor out of the bean, you know, in those lighter ones. That's probably why you're really enjoying it is because you're like you're literally tasting all the acids. You know, you're getting everything. You haven't cooked all that flavor out of it yet. So why and, do why um, do people cook? Why is so that I, is a darker roast? Because uh, is darker uh, roasting beans darker just a way to mask uh, an an inferior bean? Exactly. So here's one of the things a lot of people don't realize about the the coffee bean market is that. Um, most coffee roasters, especially the big ones like Starbucks and, um, uh, you know, any of the, you go into the store and you got a multitude of, of different, you know, coffee blends, you know, and you go and look at them. The reason they're able to offer some of these beans so cheap, you know, so like you'll go in and you have a coffee, you know, bag that's eight, nine bucks or something. You'll have some that are 15 or $20, you know, depending on what it is, is because of the fact that they use commercial grade beans. And then it's like, it's like a grading that they do, you know, like number ones, number twos, you know. And so you look at that and you realize that everything that a commercial bean is, is like all the cast offs. It's like everything like the, the, if you've ever seen green beans, you really know what I mean. It's you look at the bean and you can tell it's it's pitted, it's it's broken up. It just doesn't have a like a uniform shape. You know the color. It's mottled. It might have bug damage in it. I mean, there's a lot of things. And so what they do, just like you said, they mask it by roasting the crap out of it essentially until you can't really taste. I mean, at that point, it's like what you know what level of charcoal do you want you know and yet you know they keep it enough that you can still get that coffee flavor out of it but you know that's why all the cheap coffees are usually dark roasted because they use commercial grade beans and they're um they're quite a bit cheaper than the specialty beans that gotcha. we buy gotcha yeah 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 well well then let me ask then let me ask you this now espresso espresso um is that an exclusive kind of bean then? Because it, it just in my ignorance, when I thought darker roast meant stronger coffee, I also assumed that espresso was just a super dark or a concentrated something, you know, whatever. So what's what's the, the, the difference then between espresso and, you know, your your regular old cafe Americano? I think it has more to do with the uh the process of making the coffee itself, you know, and I mean, if you've used espresso machines, you know, I have got high pressure water. Well, what it is is basically, you know, you, you super fine ground, you know, it's got a grind to it. And then you put it in that like little chamber and you run just a massive amount of hot water and pressure right through it. And, um, you know, it has very little, I think, to do with the bean because they're like we had a coffee shop here a little while ago, and um, one of the things that uh, we made our own espresso roast, which was actually our midnight oil on our website, 
um, was our espresso blend that we made for our coffee shop. And it has four different types of beans in it at seven different roast values because you get the different flavors, you know, as you roast them differently. The same bean you'd roast in a cinnamon, like, well, here, take for instance. So I sent you that uh, uh, cinnamon Guatemala, right? Yeah. Did you notice the difference between that and, say, like the other coffee? It's the same bean. You know what I mean? And so you, did you, I mean, could you taste a different taste on it? I mean, did it seem more, uh, you know, flavorful? Uh, to it, you? It, 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 my, my previous favorite was the Kraken and the, the, the single, what was this, a single origin, uh, was like it a Peruvian probably? Whatever, whatever it was to the cinnamon yeah. you just sent me, it was, there is, there is something, I dare I say, lighter and um and a little bit more flavorful about it where there's not as much i don't know i it's like i don't know how to explain i'm not good at explaining it I, that's why i'm yeah, asking I so many it. questions but i there was a, there was a difference i mean there's a difference just in what it looks like when it's ground i mean i can see that it's just a it's a light brown like a like a a nutty uh, light nutty brown um ground afterwards as opposed to everything else which which is significantly darker i just know um so that's here's another question i got for you then okay espresso you got again bean blends and then the 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 method that you are are actually bringing it into the cup i know okay that's a little bit different we'll do that another time but what about this um I, brands like bulletproof coffee they market obviously the way that they that people bulletproof coffee is through like things like MCT oil and using butter instead of instead of uh, milk or half and half and whatever and really just making it something for the brain to uh, to to get an ass kicking from from all the additives to the coffee. But when they sell their actual beans, they go on to say and and companies like them say that they market their products it's mold free, that there is a certain mold. That is uh, that, that gathers on most commercial coffee out there that's been bagged for people, and this has been done organic and mold-free. What, what's the what's the? Can you tell me a little bit about this mold that they're talking about? Okay, and so that's kind of a a, a problem we even have up here because I'm in a we're in a rainforest here where I'm at. Um, and so one of the things we have to do is kind of have a climate controlled area where we have very low humidity, you know, you know, and so, you know, we can't, we have little humidity monitors in each one of our bean storage bins and, you know, cause there is a, there is a mold that will grow on the beans if they're not kept in a good dry, cool climate, you know, so that, you know, it's just like leaving food out to, to, to rot or anything else. You know, you got some things that'll, you know, sit in a dry area that you know won't decompose as fast and then others will and you know if you leave it out in the open and so um, I think it's I mean basically they're doing what they should be doing anyway but they're just marketing off of it Got at it. the same time they're, you know you should be doing mold free because if you if if your beans have mold on them and you're selling them to the public you got some real problems going on there i mean uh we don't we don't advertise that you know and say oh you know it's mold free i mean absolutely it's mold free you know uh it's like selling you know selling you cheese you know without mold on it and say we have mold free cheese you know i mean it's like of course it should be mold free well so. depending on what cheese right matt <laughs> yeah yeah true 
So, but, okay. Probably a bad example. Here's another one. This and now here's some questions that came from the audience. Some people want to know the difference between shade grown versus not shade grown. Um, I think that <clears throat> it would also depend on the variety too and the type of different plants. There is a world of coffee plants. And the one thing I'll tell too is like arabica and robusta. I just I did want to get a shout in on that. So Robusta beans, which Starbucks uses a lot of too, you know, like you'll see some coffees, they'll say 100% Arabica grade beans, right? Arabica is, is you know, typical and and Robusta is a whole other type. It Robusta does have a higher caffeine content to the bean, but it's a much inferior bean on flavor. You know, it doesn't, and it just, I mean, to me, it tastes like crap. But, uh, you know, to each their own. Um, but like a lot of people will, uh, there are hybrids. Um, there are hybrids that you can use that uh, are kind of a mix between Robusta and Arabica that will add more caffeine. Um, so going back on the shade grown and um, like full sun, it really depends, again, on where you're at in the world, what they're doing, the type of bean that they're growing in a certain environment, you know, what does the plant do better in, um, you know, it takes years for, uh, you know, coffee plants to grow before they actually yield anything. It's not like just go out and throw, you know, a seed in the ground and then that you, you can harvest from it. I think, you know, typically they take like five, maybe up six, seven years before the plant will actually produce well enough to, to be able to harvest from. Wow. Wow. That's That's incredible. And you're not, so, so where are you right now? Are you, you're in Alaska? Yeah, I'm in Sitka. Yeah. So you said you, 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 there's a rainforest in Alaska? Yeah, actually it is. The Tongass uh, National Forest is a rainforest. It's classified as a rainforest. Wow. We get like, yeah, we get like 90, uh, we get 90 inches of rain plus a year here. It's crazy. I had no clue that there are, there are places that are even, are classified as rainforest above like you know the equator that the that whole brazil area you know you know what i'm talking about mm -hmm. i just had no clue that a place like alaska could actually have a legal distinction rainforest up there oh yeah no yeah look it up i mean tongas national forest it's a it's classified as a rainforest and you know yeah you know what oh my wife just told me it's the largest rainforest in the world in alaska yeah wow yeah Wow, that that's I'm 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 learning a lot tonight. That's incredible. So when you guys when you guys first started Nordic Coffee, you're up there. You're in your own uh, uh, rainforest, and you're in Alaska. You have uh, dreams of of, of making uh, good blends that people all over the place can buy. Where, where do you start uh, in a on a world stage? Where, as you were saying before, whether you're going to Ethiopia or Sumatra or anywhere else in, in Central or South America, there's so many places to go. There's so many uh, samplings for, for all those criterion that come together there. Uh, how do you start bringing this in? Uh, who do you contact to say, oh, we want your beans? You have to obviously go find the best farms or distributors to actually start getting those beans in. I have to imagine it's a lot of testing on your own side for quality how do you even start a coffee company these days 
Well, you know, I mean, when we first started it, it was, you know, it's all about, you know, internet research, you know, and you just start, I mean, it's not like I, you know, input, you know, how to start a coffee company or anything. I mean, I already own another business. Like I've told you before, I'm a general contractor, you know, my wife runs the coffee company. And um, so, you know, we knew how to get the business end of it started. That wasn't a problem, but then sourcing the material, and that was the interesting part. And that was a lot of time of just hunting through uh, bean distributors and stuff. They have programs out there. I'm trying to remember the name of this other program, but it's basically they're like a massive uh, bean amalgamator from all over the world. And so what it is is so um, you got all these independent farmers, you know, worldwide. You know, it doesn't matter what country. And they basically, they go through these mass distribution hubs where they sell their beans to them. And then they, you know, they ship them into the United States into various warehouses and stuff. And then, uh, and then from there, like we as people, you know, would go to them to, to source our beans. We use a specific, um, a smaller um, outfit to source our beans from, um, that, that basically they're the amalgamator. We're one step away from the farm, you know? So like I buy from them at their warehouse where they basically collect them. They work directly with the farmers. They go around the world and they, you know, they meet with these farmers and they buy from them directly. And then from there, we work directly with that distributor, you know, and- um, Sounds like you know, a great job. It, it's not. Yeah, it's not it's not too hard to figure it out. I mean, you know, it's all about keywords, you know, when you're looking up stuff on the internet, you yeah. know, like you know, green coffee bean suppliers, et cetera, you know, and you put it in there and you'll you'll end up with a, a you know, a lot of different there's a lot of different companies that do it. Um but these guys, you know, it's about picking the right company, the way they do business, who they do business with and stuff like that. And um, we have um, ordered and got things through various different people, but we found the, the people that we work with, um, which is Royal Coffee, um, they they do a great job. I mean, I think, you know, you, when you look at their website, I think I sent you a link a while ago, you know, from them kind of showing what they put out there. You know, they show you the country, they show you the region, you know, they basically meet the farmer, you know, who these people are. You get to know their kind of their families and what they're all about, how they came about on their farm. They do bios on them and stuff. So it's not as much as like, you know, oh, I just bought from Kellogg's or something, you know, and, and now I know where the beans came from. You, you know that this is Juan and his wife you know you know Esmeralda and they you know they grow out of uh, you know Antigua and this is how what they produce and you know their family farm's been in there for three generations and they go through their whole process you can go through all that stuff so you really get to know what it's like I mean you can do virtual tours of their farm this company like if I want to I can go take off with them and go do farm tours around the world I can take off to South America and go meet the farmers themselves and and and, and, and uh, then really here you are on your end once you find that you do all the research and you you get that the beans finally get to you up there in Alaska and then you guys start putting your work really to the test and in, in creating all these blends the old harbor blend I like that one I, we've had that one the Kraken I almost drank exclusively for the last three and a half four years I've, I've fed so much I've served so much Kraken to my friends and family I've given it for Christmas presents I love it and now to see quite frankly daily roast up on the top of that 
of the menu there is is really something else. I have one last question for you guys because I'm sure you know about this, but I was very disturbed to learn about this today. Tell me a little bit about how people discover that if you feed coffee beans to some animal, a civet, a cat-like creature, (laughs) and you wait around for it to shit the beans out, that you can then go and drink it and it's and it, it tastes better than before. How is the, the I have this here, Wildlife Watch, the the disturbing secret behind the world's most expensive coffee, Kopi Luwak. Is that how you say it? I have, I know exactly what you're talking about, but don't forgive me, I don't know how to pronounce it. So. Kopi Luwak, the, mo, the it's the world's most expensive coffee. It's made from poop, or rather, it's made from coffee yeah. beans that are partially Disgusting. digested. I mean, and it's and it says a cup of Kopi Luwak, as it's known, can sell for as much as eighty dollars in the United States. And I am looking at this here. It's just now, of course, National Geographic is making me want to making me sign in. So, that's, and I know people have drank that stuff too. I mean, and what do they say about it? You know, it, it, I don't think it, I mean, you know what, I don't think it makes that probably that big of a difference, at least from what I said, you know, from what I talked to my friend about when he drank it, he was like, oh, it's a cup of coffee. I mean, I think maybe what the appeal is, is because it's the, the you know, when they eat the seeds, maybe it's because of it sitting in the acids in the stomach, somehow Ugh. they don't digest it. Throw up right now. You know, yeah, I know, sorry, but, you know, I, I. I don't see the appeal, but, you know, there are people who eat monkey brains, so, you know, who am I, you know? Yeah, so I, I, at least I, I'm glad I got to bring it up here, because if anybody's out there and they, they see a bag of, oh, what's this Kopi Luwak stuff? It must be good. Just remember, came out of an asshole. Yeah, you're drinking shit. I know, it's weird. <laughs> but anyway... You have spent, uh, thank you so much for the time here, Christian. I still have so much that I would love to talk to you and your wife about. So maybe we bring you back again sometime in the future. And we just, we jump into so many other awesome coffee did you knows. And uh, maybe you guys along the way, whenever those did you know things topics pop up over there, write them down and let's start collecting them for our next talk. Let me leave you with one that uh, I found really interesting. Um, did you know that caffeine is a, in, a, in a coffee bean is actually produced by the plant to ward off bugs? No. It's a self-defense mechanism that's developed by the coffee plant and the coffee cherry specifically to ward off insects. So if we brew a pot of coffee, does it act at least in some way as a citronella candle out in the backyard? I, I don't know if, if that's the case because we're in Mosquitoville up here. I'll bet my wife would be downing about four pots a day. You so, know, I mean, I, I wouldn't even be drinking them. I would, yeah. I would just brew four pots and sit them around me in a, in a perimeter. I'd fucking dump them all like over a, me. She's like a buggy buffet, and if coffee helps, man, I'm telling you what, you know. The, the two pots that we already drink a day won't be enough. Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, you, you've been wonderful to us all over here, Christian. And no, uh, Thank you for bringing me on. Oh, well, thank you guys for just being good friends of the show. And I'm after all these years, I, I'm, you know, I'm like, you know what? I'm getting in touch with Christian. Let's see if they can make a quite frankly blend. Why the hell do I have 
my own coffee, you know? It's almost oh, like... absolutely. I, I hope you love it, man. I, I, you know, we were really excited to, to do that for you, you know, and we just want... You know, you just, you're doing the right thing, dude. And you know what? I just want to say before I leave really quick, you know, I don't know how long ago was it, six years or something ago that we, you know, I, I just ran into an episode you know of you on youtube one day and started watching and it was in the middle of like i think maybe like the kavanaugh thing was going down or whatnot and uh we had stopped watching tv we had stopped watching you know anything mainstream you know like movies everything you know just from all the woke bullshit and everything that's been going on and uh you know so we've been a uh a a dedicated you know uh audience to your show for years and um we're just thankful to be able to help you out in any way we possibly can because you've helped us you know we you've helped us we helped you and that's what it's really all about we're just trying to get through this freak show together we really are and there's nothing better to get through a freak show than having a nice warm hot cup of joe over here you guys have been great well it's ready we got all the labels. We got everything ready to go. So, you know, if anybody, any of your listeners want to buy it, it's ready to go. We'll get the orders out pronto. And just so you know, too, everything's roasted the day. You order you order coffee, it get roasted that day before we send it out. So, um, you know, it doesn't get any fresher than that. We oh. let it sit around in barrels and buckets and have it all mixed up, you know, and then just fill the order and send it out. It's usually, oh, the orders came in. You know, she goes down, she roasts them, puts it together, sends it on its way. So then that means if we ever want it, because I, I know that I want to experiment with this line here, and I would love to do, hey, we're go- for the next couple of months, we're going to do a special edition cinnamon roast or something like that, then it wouldn't really be that hard to switch things up because it's not like nope. you're building up an inventory. Nope, that's nope, not at all. That's great to know. We just keep the... Yeah, we just keep all the raw beans. You know, we have the variety of beans we use, and then she just pulls from that, roasts them, mix them, you know, and then puts them together and stuff. And so, yeah. Wonderful. Then the, the holiday that's is... wonderful thing about small batch roasting that's awesome. Yeah, you know? man. Yeah, that's it. Well, uh, well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll try to stress test your business over there and see how much you can handle because uh, it's the holidays, and this is the perfect time for serving up some good, hot loving to friends and family. But thank you guys for being with us, and we'll talk to you soon. Awesome, Frank. Thanks, bud. See you soon. All right. Take care. There you go. Christian from riseandgrind.us. Boy, Matt, what a night. Yeah. I have something over here that somebody in the uh, in the Discord chat sent in. Is it big news? It seems like big news that you and I would really would really find important. And it is let's see here, CBS Boston. Donald Trump being reinstated? Yes, in two weeks. Just two more weeks. A woman accused of using bees to attack sheriff's deputies during a long meadow eviction. Like she commanded the bees. Hmm. This was this was two weeks ago. CBS Boston. It's only a minute long. You want to see this? Sure. Oh, there's a video of it? I don't know. A Hadley woman is accused of unleashing a swarm of bees unleashing. on sheriff's deputies. <laughs> <It is. laughs> Sounds like she's a witch. Unleashing. Let's do that again. A Hadley woman is accused of unleashing Hadley. a swarm of bees 
on sheriff's deputies. It is such a wild yeah. story. They say she was actually trying to stop an eviction. WBZ's Paula Evan joins us now. Paula, some of the officers, though, were actually hurt on scene. They were. David and Lisa and deputies say this is unlike anything they've ever seen before. On October 12th, sheriff's deputies say this was a week ago. They were trying to enforce an eviction in Longmeadow when 55-year-old Rory Susan Woods pulled up. They say she got out of her car, walked back back to a group of what police called manufactured beehives that she was towing behind her SUV. Deputies say when Woods began opening the lids to release the bees, they tried to stop her. That's when she allegedly began smashing the lids and flipped a hive off the trailer, causing the bees to become very agitated and aggressive, and they began stinging officers and bystanders. Wow. Well, deputies say Woods then put on a beekeeper suit. <laughs> This is amazing. And carried a tower of bees near the front door of the home in an attempt to stop the eviction. So she, this is like a comic book character come to life. That's awesome. Go, my little ones. I could do that. I have all of that material. Woods was arrested on the scene. She is now facing charges, including David and Lisa, four counts of assault and battery by means of a dangerous weapon. Uh, well, uh, but listen, if you're allergic, yeah, bro, how you if can I kill? Get, like three stings from a honeybee, I'll fucking perish. Well, I remember your head. You you got stung remember on your that head. Time, yeah, that was like, yeah. Well, I got, and it was on Fourth of July when I got <sighs> stung by that wasp in my stomach. That sucked, you know, uh, because it was just like there was nothing there. There's nothing left behind except like a, a, a red piece had been taking out of me. Like that thing like took a chunk out of me. What the, I, that's why I thought it was a, a, a black fly or something. But then we found the, the nest. Yeah. Yeah, that was weird, man. But yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I killed it, remember? On the 4th of July. Crazy story. Yeah, you waited until it was dark and you went into the, the bee village and you you took all of the families and you threw them into a black bag. In one foul swoop, they all perished. Fell swoop. One fell swoop. <laughs> In one foul swoop. I mean, it could be. You swooped them foully and they uh, they met their, their maker. Okay, let's take, uh, let's, what is it, 844? Couple of calls, 914-595-6953. We talked a little bit MK Ultra. We talked a little bit of coffee. What more could you have wanted for this show tonight? Seriously, you want an egg in your beer? What more do you want? So, we'll see what people... thing? What? Yeah, it's an old expression. People saying, like, you know, what more do you want? Never heard that one. Egg Where'd you hear that from? Uh, egg in your beer. Who, no, like, who said that to you? I think Costa said that before. Did he? But egg and beer. This is Wikipedia. Egg and beer refers to practice literally... Jeez! Stop! 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 Dang. Oh. Oh. Why would that happen? In a world. Jeez. Hold on. It's a... Look at that. It's still going. All right. Oh, boy. I feel... Really? You feel assaulted? Yeah, that actually... Did cause anguish. 
That caused a lot of anguish towards me. It was so loud, it caused temporary blindness. I'll take some, it's John from Connecticut, too. I'll take some calls. Let me just read this egg and beer thing. Egg and beer refers to the practice, literally or figuratively, of cracking a raw egg into a glass of beer. The term is used metaphorically, commonly as, uh, what do you want, egg in your beer? Implying, implying that, oh, come on, get the hell out of the way. Why are all these, uh, you know what it is? It's, uh, it's Skype, because I had to reinstall it. It's got all these old things up. Implying that the listener, oh, I know what it is. I know what it is. My do not disturb is not up. There you go. There you go. Egg in the beer. It implies that the listener already has something good, but is asking for undeservedly more. You already got something good. Why do you want more? Yeah. You might even ruin it by putting a raw egg in your beer. Add a little protein to it. Yeah, I'd rather just eat the protein separately and then have the beer or something. So... There you go. Let's take a call from Patrick. What's going on, Patrick? Hey, Frank. Thanks for taking my call, buddy. Great to have you on. What's up? Yeah. Another, another stellar night. Thank kind you. Of spontaneous with Kathy jumping in and everything. Wonderful. And uh, it's always fun with, uh, you know, with Matt there. Like a one foul sweep. Yeah, one, one just that one foul sweep of the hand. That's how you say oh, it. One foul sweep. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, everybody knows what the hell's going on. So I'm gonna talk coffee for a sec. And I took, uh, I'm a cook, and two years in college. And the girl I was working with, we had to do an, uh, an assignment or an essay on any type of food, right? Edible. And she's panicking, and I said, look it. I grabbed one of the books that they gave us, opened it up, and I said, just point. And it was coffee. That's what I did. So I got, I did an essay on coffee, right? But I guess um, the one thing I was hoping he would say, because even, like, I don't drink instant myself, but they use the best beans for instant. I thought maybe he'd bring that up, because it's got to go through all that crystallization and all that bullshit. The and, oh, yeah, you uh, say the, they use the best beans for instant coffee? Yeah, they use the beans, but they use the best beans because they don't want to lose. Like he was talking about the acid taste. Okay. So I remember. The, yeah, it has been so long ago. But anyway, great show. I'm gonna let you guys go. I well, I you know, thank you so much because I'm gonna have to write this one down, Patrick. And we have to talk. I don't even know. I didn't come up. Didn't think about it. I want to talk to them about instant coffee and the dreaded decaf coffee. I'm going to talk to them about that next time. <laughs> next time they're on, whenever that is, maybe sometime around Christmas to remind everybody, go out and get your stocking stuffers, coffee and chocolate and cigars. There's so much on that affiliates page. And, um, yeah, instant. I can't tell you the last time I had instant. Hey, John, what's up? Hey. What's up, man? What do you say? Let me, I'm not turned on yet. Hold on. Hi. What do you say? I want to say hello to Matt. How's your cat? Hey, what's up? How's the cat? She's all right. She's big now. Uh, hey, uh, 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 Frank, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Uh, hope everything's going well. Uh, what do you think of the blood moon coming up on the uh, blood moon that happened on Trump's uh, 
a birthday that's happened on the election. I know. Well, hey, we've done plenty of shows where we brought up. We brought oh, on. You already talked about that. Oh no! Uh, well, oh, it was your show. Well, with uh, with uh, uh, Robert Phoenix and Ryan Gable and a couple of the people who send in Astro Astro charts and stuff to the show just on the yeah, regular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been watching your show every day for a hundred years. Well, all I, right. So I'm supposed to be saying something else. What do you think of the crazy warm weather we're having right now? I'm loving it. You're like only. 50, 60 miles south of me. Well, it, isn't that pretty cool? Sounds like we're, it's warm right now. Indian summer, late into November. Oh, I don't think it's an Indian. Well, maybe it is. I don't know. I think we're getting 70s this weekend, right? It's going to be nice. Indian summer, right? Mm. Remember that? Yeah. Mm. I thought that, I thought that, that had to be, to be like day, in the 80s. Right? Well, nah. uh, let me tell you how it is. Let me just explain it to you. Okay. Okay. And I'll explain it to you too, Matt. All right. Okay. It's the uh, triple La uh, Nina dip because of the magnetic everything that's everything that's happening. And you see it, right? Because the jet stream used to go like a little wave across the top. And now it's going way down and up and down like big U's. And that's what's happening. And why is it happening? I don't know. Grand solar minimum, some shit. It's been happening for a million years, something. What do I know about anything? But I don't know. I watch everything, and I try to remember everything. But, you know, hey, Frank, you've been doing a great show for everything. And, yes, I still have faith. But, boy, we just got to vote with our feet and don't say balls. Don't say balls. <laughs> I don't but, know if you watched uh, that the other thing. And, and then you got to watch the, the uh, Twilight Zone uh, Democrat thing about the crazy Republicans. Whatever. It's funny shit. Yeah, it, All right. I love you, man. Uh, you got, I love you, Matt. Hope the cat's good. Hey, hope the little girl's good. Hope everybody's good. All right. I just wanted to say hello. That's All right. All. Thank you. Sorry, Cheers, John. Cheers, John. Have a wonderful weekend. We love you over yeah, here. Yeah, I got a couple in me. It's Friday. Come on. All right. Yeah, it's Friday. Put a couple more in there. Lay down. Have a good night. Just don't go driving. Cat is good, bro. She's actually starting to like listen to me on command, like Leo did. Really? Yeah. So what are you what are you looking to train her to do? Like what kind of tasks? Um, what, what do you think that uh, What's going to be what she needs to be able to, to do? If I need someone slaughtered, she can do it. You're going to send her to slaughter somebody? She has razor-sharp talons. Talons. <laughs> <laughs> if I ever saw that cat walking around with, like, chicken feet. Nah, she's smart, man. She's, like, getting very cuddly and stuff. Well, there you have it. Yeah, yeah. She's very smart, cuddly, and she has razor sharp talons. And being trained to slaughter. Uh, you you saw all the. Speaking of slaughter, you saw all the fake New York Post uh, headlines last week. About the New York Post was New York Post was hacked like Sunday into Monday or something. Really? What did it say? The guy put out some. It, some of the headlines were really bad. <laughs> some of them were, ra you know, you did some racist stuff, did some, you know, uh, assault headlines against Kathy Hochul and stuff like that. But there was one, wait a second, let me see if I can, about the, the southern border that I think was funny because it sounded like one that you would write. I said, what, did Matt write this? Wait a second. Uh, <laughs> New York Post fake headlines. Um, let's see. 
fires a rogue snapper. Come on, please. Please let me find them. <clears throat> Damn it. Come on. Governor Abbott. About the border. Shit. It was something like Governor Abbott promises to start slaughtering illegal immigrants at the... <laughs> it was just so funny to actually see what they uh, they have to pretend everybody around them is saying written explicitly on the uh, on the front page of the New York Post. Alexander Hamilton's paper, by the way. But uh, you know what? With that being all uh, put on the record here, let me go real quick over to the Babylon Bee. And I want to see just uh, if there's anything there. A couple of those. One second. Babylon Bee. Ready for these, Matt? You always are. Headline. Stephen King. Stephen King sues drag queens for infringing his copyright on terrifying clowns that prey on children. <laughs> <laughs> there we go Twitter employees devastated to learn their new boss expects them to actually do work at their jobs <laughs> now go to the meditation room and diddle themselves white suburban women swing right after Republican Party rebrands as pumpkin spice Republican Party <laughs> what the hell is that is something you hear it like a beating? A little thud, yeah. Yeah, it's like a pulsing or something like that. Um, another one. AOC wistfully doodles Alexandria Ocasio Cortez Musk inside of her uh, inside heart in her notebook. <laughs> so she must want to date Musk. That's why there's so much tension between them right now. Wistfully doodles. Oh, she's such a child with no brain. Here's a report. It's not even Thanksgiving, and Liz Cheney is already putting up her January 6th decorations. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one more. Stay-at-home worker rewards self for replaying, for replying to email by taking three-hour break. And sometimes it could feel like that <laughs> because you just start. I, sometimes on, on my bad days are the days when I start five things at once. And I do little pieces instead of just completing, completing, complete. And thankfully, I haven't had any of those in a while. But that's all we have for you tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Let me go to the Super Chats, make sure I have not forgotten anyone. And then we are done for the weekend. And it, to, next week is a big one. It's a big week next week. No way to put it differently. Albert Frederick says, yesterday, Isaiah 45.7 I form the light and create the darkness. I make the peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things according to the King James Bible. God himself uh, God Himself said this. Have we forgotten this? Best apocalypse ever. Just saying. Uh, Albert also says, Matt, you seem, to be, uh, you seem to be a real man and decent trapper. However, talk as you may. I have seen a bigger, stronger dude fucked up by two red Dobermans just saying, Detroit, I do think you would put up a hell of a fight, but two, no. One, sure, but two, rest in peace. Well, two Dobermans I could definitely defeat. He just told you he saw somebody much bigger than you. 
that's he didn't know how to defend himself again i i've had training i have i have training you know you fought many dogs i hey have you had training or have you read theory i'm 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 going actually trapping uh that white you see the thing in in Porchester and Rybrook what it, it was in Lions Park bro it's it's definitely a oh, kai wolf yeah what are we, a kai wolf yeah dude you see it's white i heard about the coyote i heard about that i really did that they, that it was it was around here somewhere yeah, it's white hmm so that, that it was bred with a wolf then I think so. It looks like it. Then you should. So you're going in there with the understanding you may have to actually fight this thing and put it, punch it, and and. Well, I go in the woods. I have leg irons right now in Harrison. I go in the woods to check the traps. I just go like if something's there. So what? I thought that leg irons are illegal. No. They're not illegal. No. Even if it chops. And right now it's hunting season for coyotes in New York. I have that. I have a cage with a chicken sitting in it. Is it alive? No. Did you kill the chicken, Matt? No. Okay. It's already dead when it got there. Do you know the person who did kill the chicken? No. Okay. It's just a lot of death. So Matt will be fighting a wolf soon, Albert. I'll let you know how that I'll all... I'll film it. I'll just... I'll... Put a body cam on. Yeah, it can stay... I'll be. I'll get down on my knees in its range. It'll be in a leg iron, but it still has, you know two things the fangs oh it's gonna be it's gonna be subdued i'll i'll let it out of the leg iron it'll probably try and attack me then i'll you know then i'll let you know well i i hope that you just do it safe go ahead fight it safe i'll, I'll ddt the shit out of it <laughs> <laughs> i would love that i want to see we still have so many trapper exterminator skits that we had written yeah, down we need to do it we got to do those and the other thing that we have to do is now we have to we have to film the uh, the family moving to England and they have to teach the children British accent skits. I'll do it whenever, bro. All right, sounds good. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's all we have. Thank you so much for this week. It's been a good one. Thank you, Kathy O'Brien, for stopping by and gracing us. Uh, thank you for Christian from Nordic Coffee Company. And um, that's it. Monday we start off a week with with uh, Rich Barris. We are getting a grade A, top-of-the-line election primer on Monday. Then Tuesday night will be the election. We'll, I'll, I'll make sure that I have some friends calling in every 20 minutes to a half hour or so. That should be a lot of fun. And then Wednesday, it'll be the post-mortem. Maybe Rich will come back for a little bit of that, talk about what's happened. And then Thursday, Ryan Gable is coming on, Thursday the 10th. He's coming on. We're going to be doing an entire show. It'll be an hour-long segment with him on the cult of Saturn. We'll be talking about Sabbatean Frankism. It's going to be very, very deep dive, but something that needs to be talked about and understood. It's an incredible story, and it, um, there's a lot, of, a lot of relevant things in there. And uh, I, I have it. I already have a really awesome thread to pair it with after he gets off the air about Lord of the Rings. A little bit of a rabbit hole dive on Lord of the Rings. So, so many good things happening next week. And then I forget what the hell's even happening on the 11th, that Friday. But who knows? It's going to go by in a flash. Plenty to talk about. We're living out history. Be safe. 
and serene this weekend. We'll talk soon. And if you're uh, if you're around later on, keep your Twitch notifications on because I'll be up and playing some uh, some stuff with the guys. Matt, when the hell are you getting back on PlayStation? Uh, I gotta order the PS5. Oh, you're going PS5? Yeah, why not? I didn't know. It's a better quality, isn't it? I don't know. Don't you have it? No. I have two PS4s. I have one upstairs. Well, one that's down. a PS5. Mike? I think Mike has it. He would probably say it's worth it. Well, yeah. But it's not like other... It's not, I'll tell you. PlayStation 1 to PlayStation 2. PlayStation 2 to PlayStation 3. PlayStation 3 to PlayStation 4. All those transitions... If you did not buy the new uh, the new console, you were left in the dust. I feel like there has been such such a a weak reason for anybody to leave PlayStation 4 as long as your machine is working. I have felt I have found no reason to do so. It, it just it, like it just hasn't been the way it has in the past. Like in 2015, when P- PS4 came out, and like, I, I I buy these mainly because they they become the entertainment system for my house. With Lauren, our DVD player, we put all of our, you know, uh, our apps on there and stuff like that because we don't watch TV. So that's just the way it's always it always is. The PlayStation is my go-to entertainment system, but there has been no reason for me to jump, none, and the price is ridiculous still. I know. So I'd rather if 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 my PlayStation Four crapped out, I'd buy another PlayStation Four at this point. So just saying, if you want to save yourself four hundred bucks, but Thank you, guys and gals. We'll see you soon, and take care of yourselves. Good night. Become a sponsor. Become a sponsor because coffee is some of the things that our uh, our monthly raffle will include on the sponsor side, and general raffles will do that as well from time to time. I'll announce that next week. Good night, and take care. I'll catch you on the flip side. Quite frankly, this film before a live studio audience. And now, our super chatters, starting with Albert Frederick and Captain Castiron. Thank you to everybody that's watching on Rumble, on Rockfin, on QuiteFrankly.tv, which you must, you must go to right now. Because Friday night programming, the weekend roundup, begins imminently. QuiteFrankly.tv, go there, hang out. I'll be popping in and out. You might even get uh, a little bit of a peek in on all of the fun that is going down on Twitch in a little bit. And, uh, and yeah, thank you, everybody, on DLive and on Theta and on... Uh, I already said it all, I think. All right. Good night.